Hey everyone, welcome to Di uh, <laughs> the Sith Dominion. I'm Dr. Dana Martin, your host, and joining me uh, the last several times, Mr. Zane Martin. The Zane, if you're tuning into other channels, there may be another Zane out there. We'll, yeah, we'll touch on that. That other Zane might come in. And of course, the wonderful Cat Holler. Cat, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going tonight? <laughs> so, yeah, man. How, how's everybody doing? Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Asajj, a little bit, a lot. But before we get into that, just want to catch up on everybody since we were the set that performed this wonderful show last week. Just what has everybody been doing Star Warsy over the last week? Go ahead, Kat. Oh, Star Warsy, I, I, I have to admit, I've, I've been falling down on that. But, you know, I because I had to check out Strange New World, so I had to hop over to the other star side and, and hop over and do some Trek. But, you know, over at Geek News Now, you know, we've been, been reporting on some good stuff. Um, we just ended up Satire Summer with um you know the oppenheimer experience coming to a theme park near you so if you haven't checked that out yet hop on over to geeknewsnow.net and and see what my buddy andrew had to say about um the new theme park experience it's all the new rave that's fantastic how about you zane uh well i mean mm, the only star wars related stuff i've done is i finished the uh second chiss ascendancy book oh yeah other than that i've just been binging uh, suits on netflix suits good show is that good yeah good show Meh. i saw strange new worlds i started uh, watching mayor of kingstown tonight and oh that's a good one strange new worlds in paramount i was like mm, is it good yeah strange new worlds is actually it's pretty on point um i've been watching it since it was one of those like hey let me give it a shot um i've hopped in and out of trek over the years um but yeah, I mean, if you're also looking for someone else to binge, which I believe is also on Paramount, um, there's Tulsa King. So check that out. No, no, no. Uh, this is the original Zane. This isn't Dark Zane. This is the original Zane. Oh, yeah, we got that. Someone someone came yeah. in and uh, threw that down. There we go. The one <laughs> only Zane with his, with his camera froze as he was drinking his... Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the great time to screen capture and make those yeah. memeable moments. The memeable moments. <laughs> man uh so one of the things that we're gonna do on this show as we're kind of you know finding our feet is uh really give opportunities to talk about what people do whether that's around geek news now or whether that's authors or artists or what have you so uh later on we're going to be talking with cat a little bit more uh, about her what what kind of stuff she's amazing at for us and a lot of stuff if you if you're watching and you've seen stuff from my videos then it's probably because of her uh so throwing that out there we'll talk a little bit later um on uh holonet though there is the acolyte update so i'll, I'll admit that i started working on a why do we need this article um a while back and i shelved it because I was like, I don't know if I want to go that route. Um, but I don't know if you all saw there is an article on Inside the Magic talking about um, we potentially are going to get to see more of that whole uh, -da, Duel of the Fates sabering and some freaking High Republic. Uh, well, forget the High Republic. I mean, let's be honest. But, Jedi yeah. by Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi by Gucci. Yes, Jedi Big Gucci. I love that. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, if you guys check that out, what what are you guys looking for in that? So, Acolytes, I feel, is as far into the dark side as the current Mouse Overlord really wants to go. Mm. Um, because Acolytes are primarily associated with the dark side of the Force, with the Sith. I think it's maybe their way of dipping the toe in to see, like, we know we have these fans that are screaming for the dark side, sure. but do they really want it? Mm. Obviously, from our posts, the fans want it. Um, so with that being said, I think this is their way of trying to dip their toe in without committing to full-on Empire, full-on Darth Revan, Darth Bane, getting into Night Sisters. This is how they dip their toe to see if, if the interest is really there. I would agree completely. Zane? Honestly, I just um I'm just excited for the lightsaber fights. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, we can agree that for basically almost every Star Wars movie the best scenes are the lightsaber fights. Mm. I mean, look at Duel of Fates, Battle of Heroes, which are some of the best. Um, but I mean, even looking at the article with how much choreography they're saying they're going to have I'm just excited for that. So, <laughs> you guys, uh, this is way before your time, Zane. Um, but the uh, Masters of Terrence Cosse, you remember that video game? So, I, man, so I played a lot of the Star Wars Galaxies, and that was one of the paths was Terrence Cosse and Master. And I, I'm really hoping they're gonna maybe touch on some of that too if they're talking heavy choreo and spinning lightsabers it could only in my opinion mean we're gonna get some of that too well i think they're figuring that's gonna be their safety net mm. because of the popularity that ray park brought to darth maul mm -hmm. because he brought us some epic saber fights and epic choreography that he's actually been able to reproduce in public. Um, you know, I've, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it at a few conventions, like without missing a beat. Mm. So I think it's kind of like, well, if the fans aren't really into it, the saber fights will save it. Yeah. And they're not necessarily wrong. No. I would agree. Zane? I, I do agree with that. That being said, I don't. I mean, it really will be a tough one for them to hash out if all they're basing everything on is lightsaber fights. Because as cool as they are, you really can't have a story with <laughs> fighting. <laughs> well, and, and I forget, 12 minutes of cinema footage for six straight months of rehearsal for Obi-Wan and Anakin. And uh, when I heard them say, no, 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 they are that fast. No tricks. They just rehearsed it and worked it. And what respect I have for them, one, as actors to, to put in the effort like that, um, put in the time. Um, but two, uh, I mean, how much you're going to have to try to get folks like Ray Park that are already fluent in this style as the actors. Oh, cat, go. You look like you're about to. Well, so yes and no. Um, so I say that because while my theater background has given me sword fight choreography experience, out here in San Antonio, part of one of my cosplay groups used to have a very heavy Star Wars focused 
LARPing segment. And you could train someone in a taru if they dedicated to it and spent like a couple hours a day working at it at full speed in like six weeks. Mm. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, and I've got a little little theater theater under my belt, and I guess you're right. I mean, we put on a, a full choreoed show in six weeks, and yeah, yeah. So and, I but I mean, like we, as part of the LARPing group, like part of going through that whole process was learning those forms, every single form from Star Wars. That's awesome. That's cool. um, so it is doable. Um, the person that we always refer to as our grandmaster, like, I mean, he was, he was good in the form he was good in. Um, we had a guy who was like, he was our Ataru master mm. and it was like an watching him and the person that he worked with most commonly combat together was like watching Anakin and Obi-Wan mm. real time. I mean, and the worst part was, is the fight went on. They just kept getting faster until someone got injured. And then, I mean, <laughs> It's all fun and games. I mean, that didn't stop them, but they, they, no. they paused for a minute and go back down. You know? So it's doable. Uh, my, Michael's going to die on this hill, it looks like. I, I'm right there with you, though, like 100%. You got to walk such a fine line with that form, man. I love it. Yeah. I love well, it. And some of the forms are more rigid. Like, I mean, Ataru is your jump spin form. You know, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. Yoda Yaddle. (laughs) But there's a reason because it was designed for you to move fluently and take up a lot of space. So if you're thinking about it from the aspect of like a theater performance, if you want someone out on that stage that's just going to look really good and you have someone who's not really great at sword fighting, you put them up against a a Taru master and it's going to look like the best fight ever. And they're (laughs) probably only going to connect twice. Yeah. Swinging a miss, swinging a block. Yeah. Swinging a miss, swinging a block. Totally. Oh, we got this little ma- oh, man. I I loved seeing Mace, man. That was the, the ultimate stance of come at me, bro. <laughs> no, I love that scene though with him and and Palpatine. We re- I I really hoped we would get. Uh... Hold on a second. We're still having some technical difficulties getting Darth Zane on, apparently. I oh, just, okay. Again, if this doesn't work, I don't know, David, what to tell you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shatterpoint. Is that Shatterpoint? Is what Shatterpoint? What am I missing? Yeah. No, the come at me bro is at the end when he stands with his staff and is just like, yo, like, yes. like full open, like when he does the Yes. Yeah, at that point you have no defense. From a, oh. from a from a sword fighting standpoint, you have zero defense in that in that you're, stance. You're temp you're just like goading him and oh my yeah. goodness. What is happening, Darth Zane? Oh Darth look Zane? at I made it. <laughs> it's all good. How's it going? Nice. Ways. How you doing? See, that's what it was. See, all of a sudden, Darth Zane shows up, and Zane's cameras and and internet suddenly magically works. Look at that! Look at that! Hey, we did both sides of the force. It's the force. That's right. 
David, glad that you could uh, swing through, man. This is going to hey. be fun. So uh, it's only fair. I mean, I always crash your shows. So, you know. Sure, why not? <laughs> so I'll, for those I'll come of you, on and hang out with you Scythians. Heck yeah. Sith is the way, man. Dark side is the best side. Amen. Let's see. Oh, that looks nice, Ooh. too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to introduce you, um, Kat, because we're going to talk a little bit about you. Uh, we're changing up our whatever it's called outline who cares right we're here to have fun so miss cat yeah you are quite frankly the dynamic force behind gnn our social media our marketing everything that has to do with that you're our director of social media and marketing um you bring this air of creativity innovation and you're engaging our entire community, whether that's MCU, whether that's the Trekkies, whether that's a Sithis. Um, your passion for all those things, geeky, and your dedication are keeping our followers informed and entertained, and we really appreciate you. So, now I can do an actual introduction and say, Miss Cat, thank you for joining our show. I didn't do this for you last time, but man, we are so excited to have you here. I mean, really, it's just, you know, my accumulation of all my hobbies gets to spill out into what is GNN. Because my hobby is collecting hobbies. You know, and, and I think, you know, coming on to, to this is such a, a large geekdom world of GNN. It, it, I got sucked in initially uh, following uh, David Gramillion back, way back. And then, you know, here I am two, three years later. Uh, he just has a way of sucking you into his stuff. Um, and yeah, so tell us how you came to be at GNN. So I know David, um, you know, <laughs> to your point, um, I met David through the cosplay group I was speaking about. Um, here's Villains of Cosplay here in San Antonio. Um, and he had a, because we know some other Star Wars groups or Star Wars LARPing type groups um, at the time. And it was like, hey, you know, this guy's got this cool radio show. And so we got to know him way back when, when he had the radio show in syndication. Mm -hmm. Then he was like, you know what? It's kind of time to do something else. I kind of want to move on to something else. Um, and in 2019, um, it was when he started talking about GNN. Um, he was looking at getting it all rolling, like, in the fall. And I was like, all right, hear me out here, David. Fall is not good for me. If you want me to start something in fall, I will do nothing but stare but, but stare at you and be like, uh-huh, because fall just was not good. So I said, how about this? Talk to me again as we start getting into January 2020. He's like, all right. Talk to me then, brought me in as part of the writing team. And then uh, miraculously COVID hit. And so we were put in a unique situation to start standing up a geek news organization without the ability to get out in the public. Mm. And we did it. Um, we had a team of writers. We had some AV folks. Um, I think we were just starting to get some podcasts, like early 2020, coming on. We had a uh, Twitch. We had uh, Twitch going on too. We had gaming. Yeah, we did have a gaming team at the time. Uh, I forgot about them because they they they've kind of. Yeah, we, we, we want to bring them back, but we just haven't had the opportunity yet to bring back in a gaming team. Um, and yeah, so then from there, once things started opening up again, um. I'm 
fairly well adept at in-person events. Um, just Not just from my cosplay group, but I mean, I've been conventioning since you could walk up to San Diego Comic-Con and buy a ticket same day. <laughs> so um, from there, as we started getting more and more events, trying to encourage people like, hey, get out there when it, as you feel comfortable. We know that everybody's comfort level after being stuck at home for three years was different. Some people were ready to get out there and do it again. Some people were like, eh, not so sure about that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, folks like me, Darth Zane, also known as David Fur over there, um, David himself, we started getting out to more events in the public, yeah. um, which then, of course, has just kind of slowly grown. We're working on getting more people out. Um, but because of my, ex my experience with all of that was how I got into doing public affairs, because I'm really good at, like, researching, like, hey, what's going on in your area? Like, you give me a town and you tell me the distance you're willing to drive and let me see what I can find for you. Nice. Um, and then recently, um, they, I transitioned over into social media marketing um, so that we can keep getting the word out. Um, you know, what all the geeks out there know? There are plenty more people like you out there. So no matter what your fandom is. And you've been instrumental in us getting uh, folks to know about that this show is, is coming coming on now um and i really appreciate that yeah and but you made it be content and i just like stuck shiny stars on it <laughs> like <laughs> i churched it up like <laughs> i love that i love that churched it up um david i need to introduce you because okay people that don't know who you are okay david Fur, you have been a star wars geek since the beginning i hear and that you grew up in star wars consumed I've, with it stayed with it even through the dark times i can't wait to understand i don't know if you'll be able to see this this is I, I keep this on my desk just because for things like this there you go this is me in a luke skywalker mask cut out from the c3po serial oh my god back in 1980 god only yep. knows when um, i believe that was 86 sir oh my that is i didn't fantastic. think it was i thought it was sooner than that i thought it was prior jedi but Man, you, you can make me try to go get my Burger King uh, glasses from Empire. I've got a I've got a certificate downstairs somewhere that uh, launches me as an honorary Jedi Knight, signed by Yoda, pulled off the back of my underoos package. <laughs> you know, you know the underwear that's fun to wear. I had Han Solo oh underoos. So, man, I had no idea that's where we were going, and we are just, a Sydney show, folks. You know, I just went there. <laughs> only fans. Here we come. Such a That's right, <laughs> dude. Underoos were yeah, fantastic. Um, moving along. Uh, no, David, how did you get caught up in all this? So, um, back in 2012, uh, David Gramillion and I were both uh, moderators for a for a large group. We, it was the Star Wars fan base, and I think he was a moderator on the main page, and I was moderating the. Uh, star wars lego fan base so i was doing all the stuff for their facebook page and he was doing all the stuff for the the main page and everything and he got kicked from that and i don't recall what exactly he did but the the people that were running the pages are like bat crap crazy anyway so it's like yeah so i left with him well then he uh you know i just i i was friends with him on facebook and i just kind of kept up with him we chit chat back and forth every once in a while and then um, he started. He started the radio show, and I, 
I wouldn't go. The, the radio show, I don't live in San Antonio. I live in, in Denton, which is like about four or five hours north of San Antonio. Come Long on. ways away. But um, the radio show, he would do a live stream for the radio show. It was a pre-recorded radio show. He'd do a live stream for it on Thursday nights, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I uh, Thursday night, that was my night. I'd just turn on the turn on the live stream and listen to that, and it was great. And uh, then in fall of 2019, like Kat said, he comes and he says, hey, you want to come right? And I was like, okay. And started there. I started writing in 20, uh, 2020, I think it was. Maybe it was 2020. No, it had to have been 2020. Yeah, I took- I came in around the same time like i think you'd been there just a little bit before i had yeah it was well it was november november i i know it was november 2019 was when my first article was published because i always that was like i i just remember that because it's that's one of those cool things it's like ah it's my first article woo i'm published awesome but um the uh but in 2020 or maybe maybe it was the end of 2020 or maybe the first of 2021 it, well, the first of 2021 was when I, t- I took over the Literary Legion. I was the yeah. head of the, the literary people, and I think that was 2021. Yeah. And uh, I did that for a long time, and then I got a new job, and I just couldn't keep up with it. And I was like, I got I to gotta... – plus I had MCU Mondays we were doing, and I had Cantina Happy Hour, and my wife was like, you spend all your time at your computer, and I said – Yes, dear. She said, this is the most expensive job you've ever had. Something along that line. I don't know. She says, you don't pay attention to me. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. Edible like, arrangement or tips. My husband says words, life. and I nod. I'm like, okay. Sure. Hold on. I'm, I, I, hold on. Hold on. I'm making a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so that <laughs> leads... That leads us up to here. I write once in a while still. I don't write near as much. I used to crank out four or five articles a month, and I just don't write near as much as I do. And, of course, I host Cantina Happy Hour on Thursday nights and MCU Mondays on Monday nights. I actually just picked that one up. Chris uh, Cassidy was hosting that show, and he kind of decided to step down. So Debbie and I begged him, and he said, yeah, y'all can have it. And we were like, sweet. So... That's where we are. Well, I will say as as the the noob, I, I just really appreciate everything you all have done. Uh, it's It's been fantastic. Like you said, you remember that first article. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's my stuff. Oh, and then this one caused a stink already. My bad. Um. Well, and and it, it's real funny because, you know, Kat was saying about conventions and stuff. And in 2019, we were starting off and we were, you know, it was going good. And Fan Expo 2020 had been scheduled. And Dave and I had had written them, and we were already in contact with them, and we already had press passes, and we were ready to go. And then everything started shutting down, and it was like, okay, it's 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 still in June, so we're we're okay, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And then as we got closer and closer to June, and everything was still closed, I'm like, please, please let it still. <laughs> then we got to June, I was like, crap. Dang, and right, you know, man. like the true sit that I am, every time they'd be like, no, no, it's gonna be okay. I was like, we'll see, we'll see. Like, oh, we got this thing coming up here. It's scheduled. Okay, we'll see if they don't cancel that. June's three months out. They'll have this thing figured out by then. 
there was a lot of that. Yeah. There still is a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. They're coming back. No, they're not. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, thank you, too, uh, for joining and, and Kat for joining again. We'll Anytime. talk about you again sometimes, Zane. You, you know, you'll, you'll be around. You're, you're my, oh, my gosh, I need some help. Come on, son, bail me out. Well, I'm sure there'll be times I'll have to bail you out in the future. That's just how it works, right? So thank you guys uh, for our Corbon Corner. We're going to move into our deep side dive with Dr. Dana Martin. I, you know, I just barely finished, not even finished, actually. I'm like five minutes away from finishing Dark Disciple. And we're going to talk a little bit about Ventress and, and some of it. We'll touch on this a little because I think there's three main points I'd like to get y'all's feedback on. Um, the first being resilience with her. Uh, she's very resilient through, from my opinion, everything from being uh, a Jedi and being a night sister, being a bounty hunter, being a, I mean, she's, she's run the gamut. Uh, and there's a certain level of resiliency, I think, in her story that we can take from. Um, and not, uh, this is, this is a dark side thing because as through dark disciples, she's very much like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I still am dark, right? <laughs> so wanted to get y'all's thoughts straight away on, on, on that piece, on, on her, her adaptability and resiliency. Well, I'll, I'll say this as far as resilience goes, she's already died once <laughs> and, and everyone seems to forget that and they, they brought her back to life. So, you know, the whole thing with the, with the 2003, was it the 2003 micro series? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the first run of that, she died at the end and I was like, oh, okay. They, they brought in this new character and they killed her. Great. Awesome. And then all of a sudden the Clone Wars happened in 2008, and it's like, oh, all right. They brought her back again. That's cool. In a good way. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, but she showed resilience early on. Yeah. Um, because, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, because it's been a little while since I've gotten into my lore. Um, but if I remember correctly, she was taken as a, basically, as part of Force-sensitive batch of Night Sisters that were enslaved. So she was brought up in forced servitude to a tyrant. And so here's this, this almighty, all-powerful, force-sensitive night sister. Which if you want to talk about a force to be reckoned with, that's it. She will cut you down and then she'll hex you. It's totally cool. Like you are She will make sure your afterlife sucks. Yes. <laughs> um, but just to kind of like take this from because night sisters are very much a a sisterhood mm. you are woman you are superior so going from that to being enslaved and having to use some sense of humility just to survive because the people that enslaved her like the outnumbering was ridiculous mm -hmm. and so it would be like going into a communist country and breaking the law you are not going to run. You're not going to break out of that prison. You're not going to get a plea. You are going to become compliant. You are going to disavow everything you've known. And you are going to behave in a manner that is a shell of yourself and hope that you do not lose who you were at the beginning of that journey. That is very eloquently put. Um, I'm sure that people on this 
right now can say I've been in a job where that has been me. I've lost. I'm I'm in servitude right now, and I just gotta get. I I gotta break the rules. I gotta break the mold. I gotta do something to get out. Why you call me out, Doctor Dana? Yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta call me out like that, man? <laughs> I mean, I don't know who from my work watches, but I just <laughs> saying you're quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, like, no, this lady uses big words. Big words. Like, yeah. <laughs> you and your five dollar words. Me understand no. They're like three fifty words. Darth Zane. Oh, okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. No, in this economy, they're five dollars. Oh, that's that's true. The inflation. Yeah, we got inflation and whatnot. Sucks, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you look at uh, at, at Ventress and and like specifically moving to what she had to do in her bounty hunter life. And, crossing boba and and living to tell about it and some some other things uh that those relationships and that rapport that it was there even though and and you see it in dark's disciple where boba's like who and do you think you are and and she played him like a fiddle because she knew him her sithy ways her brilliant ways of knowing her enemy knowing everything about him and being able to influence them to get what she wants um those relationships and that rapport carried over years later um and i i would love to hear your thoughts on that relationship boba's always front and center lately because of his own show and and everything else and i don't want to belabor boba but boba and ventress's relationship was unique and i wanted to hear if you guys had any thoughts on that Y'all go. I have not watched that line of the Clone Wars in a long time. Zane. So it, it's on my list of things. No, I'm sorry. I was reading Darth Zane saying, come on, Zane. And then now I look at you, <laughs> Zane. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, she, she, when, when we are in those situations, even when we're getting cut down and not to reflect on Maul and, how you can get cut down in your job. Um, you know, that, yes, resiliency, but you got to have relationships in, in not only your, your place of business, but uh, in your in your life, not necessarily besties everywhere, but just folks that you know in your circle that you can depend on and that can depend on you. I, I have no doubt that Boba knew push come to shove with their relationship. She'd be able to, to support him in something. We're, we're, we're the, the creds, right? <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's face it, you know, a lot of what we know of Boba Fett is is from the, the childhood memories we have of playing with our dolls in our room. Sorry, gentlemen. And I'm Boba They Fett were action here. figures. Action well, figures. I'm sorry. Your, your action figures are never going to live up to live action, which is, you know, why everyone was so disappointed there. But like you said, for Boba and Ventress, they had a business arrangement. Like, they were work besties. Like, you know what? You do this part of my job. You help me with this part. We help each other. But we don't we don't go out to happy hour together. Like at, at, at five o'clock when we punch out, we punch out. Yep. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and the that same is, that's the same part could, of how you that separation. And the same could be said about Ahsoka, too, because she partnered with Ahsoka um, mm-hmm. 
at least during Ahsoka's uh, trial and false accusation and all that. That one I remember. Well, that, though, may have been more of a pairing from a place of empathy. Because here, and I'm still amazed that she made her way back into the Night Sisterhood. Even though she was taken out as a slave, to get out of that situation, she became Jedi. She transitioned to Bounty Hunter. And then came back to Dathomir to rejoin the tribe. So here is a woman who I'm sure on some level has been very outcast. And she has been made the villain of so many people's story. Whether she deserved it or not. So here she sees someone else who's in that same situation who's being singled out unfairly. Well, here, let me give her one ally. Yeah. And later on, that being that ally, there may be some benefit. Quinlan Voss. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she sensed him already had been having some some doubts. Uh, and can we? Okay, I I know I just read it, so it's all fresh. But the Jedi Council ordered a hit on Dooku. If, mm-hmm. if I to me, that's one of the most hypocritical. And maybe I just don't understand Jedi, and that's why I'm all over here on the Sith side. But if you're gonna say one thing, then you dang well better act that other. Or that act that same thing. You you do something different. Like okay, yeah, we're about you know peace and love and joy. And then hey, I need yeah, to go on the secret mission. No, but, they're but, about but, peace, love, and joy as long as they're in power. The Sith are just honest about where we stand. Thank you. I'm sorry, man. Darth no, I was gonna say <laughs> you've got the whole thing too with uh, we don't want the Sith coming back. So we don't know where the master is. We we got them always there too. They're our master and apprentice. Yep. So we don't know where the master is, but we sure as crap know where that apprentice is, and we can get him. And look and at the end, maybe that'll draw the master out. I aren't strong enough to take out two people. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. You had two, mm-hmm. and you had thousands. Oh man, it just seems that one side is more powerful. No, not more powerful. No, no, maybe easy, more seductive. Maybe. Well, because I mean, also, we are the hide-and-seek champions of the world. Yeah. We will blend. We will hide. But we ca- what we call that in modern day is modern guerrilla warfare. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And if the enemy doesn't know what I look like, they'll never see me coming. I like to call it covert peer influence. <sighs> <laughs> I got something for everything, <laughs> but you're exactly right. Um, and uh, kind of the last, the tertiary piece here was uh, I wanted to, uh, I like to try to use real world examples. Reed Hastings, the uh, Netflix CEO, hate love him or hate him. Look, at the end of the day, he made a pretty bold move to make the switch. I remember getting in on Netflix DVD mail in way back when I got my first DVD player probably some folks listening don't even know what that's about but it was exciting and you got all you know just a subscription you got all these dvds and then they started slowly not having the dvds and streaming and but that was a a bold decision to make in light at that time of the blockbuster that was still alive and now selling blu-ray or or renting out blu-rays uh hollywood video blockbuster the the list goes on uh and who's still here 
Netflix. Mm -hmm. So bold decision going to Boba for help. Bold decision going to save Quinlan Boss. Working with the Jedi again, risking her getting taken by the Jedi and executed to save Quinlan Boss. Uh, that was a bold decision and something I don't know I would have had the gumption to do. But what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, if we're talking real, well, it also gets back to what Warren Buffett has always said about you need people around you. Mm -hmm. You need people who believe in your cause. You need people who are going to inspire you. You need people who are going to support you. Yep. Now, those people are not always one and the same. Those people are not always your family. Those people are not always your friends. Um, there's an, a common saying um, in small business that nobody will support you and be a bigger cheerleader for you than strangers you've never met. Because the online community of people out there that are small business owners or people that have their, their side hustles that are entrepreneurial, they have their, their circle of people because it's other people that are like-minded. When you're talking about, the, about Ventress in this particular situation, look at Count Dooku. Very like-minded. They were, they were each other's biggest cheerleaders. So they, they, they supported each other for quite a while to accomplish those goals. So really what you really see, if you really look at the Sith empire, you see a corporation, mm -hmm. you see a long-standing corporation where when you start looking at the Republic, there you're seeing more of your politicians and your smoke and mirrors. So your Sith are your movers and your shakers that are going to get it done. Your Jedi council, those are your talkers. Anakin had it right. I mean, they, if they're not going to listen, they should be made to listen. I mean, how much? How quick would that? Or, have, or, or, or even uh, at, in because I just watched Revenge of the Sith like today, but uh, um, they've they've granted a Palpatine more emergency powers. Well, that's good. That will mean more action and less debating. You know, we're in the no spin zone, Zane. Take it away. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want your thoughts on that. Thoughts on, can you re-say what you were talking about? We've had a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on Ventress and her uh, using, using folks for her benefit. Uh, you, not using, using, but mm -hmm. making those relationships. Building those relationships. Networking. Networking. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think you can see a lot of similarities, similarities, yes, in Dooku, but also in Palpatine. I think we talked about it on the first episode. You know, Palpatine had his circle around him who got things done. He was the one who told them everything. And how he moved through everything was because of them. Same thing with Ventress, you know. She always had her people. She knew who to call. And I think that was a very, I mean, that was a very big part of how she was able to succeed for so long. Even with... Dark Maul and Savage, because that was a thing. Yep. I think also you got some, I, it just hit me, autonomy. So the Jedi Order, you get your marching orders and directions. You're going to go here, Master Windu. You're going to go here, whatever, as decided by the council. You're told what to do and where to go. You have zero autonomy to uh, imp well, I improvise, and then Anakin gets crapped on by Obi Wan because he's improvising. I mean, come on, um, 
that is what we, we want people leaders. I want someone autonomous that I can say, this is the goal. You do whatever you can do within the ethical bounds of our business to do and get done what needs to be done. Sorry, man, that's, that just hit. That was, I hit hard the way that you explained that. I never thought of that. Jedi have to answer for everything they do and Sith just act based on their passion and what they believe the situation calls for. Is that so bad? Yeah, so, so the Sith really should get, like, a three-letter acronym called GSD. You know, get yes, stuff done. Get stuff done. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll go with stuff. We'll go with stuff. Oh, we'll we'll, stay, we'll, we'll keep it PG. Keep it PG. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for that. That was, uh, that was super fun. Uh, one, of the, one of the better conversations I think we've had. Um, we'll move on now because, man, we've been at it. But I uh, want to talk about... So the cover art for Dark Disciple, um, the picture I'm going to show you is maybe if I can do this right because I'm a new. Hey, does everybody see this? Nice. Hey. So this is not the cover art. This is an alternate cover art that I think is just brilliant. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot going on here, and I'm just going to let it sit here for a second. <laughs> Anyone have any thoughts on it? They gave her hair. They did. Yeah. Well, she well, did no. have that tuft of hair a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. In one of the original covers, it was the the black, red, and white. You kind of get the inkling of like a short haircut. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you playing along without video, you've got Quinlan Boss in a, a classic, uh, whatever. I can't the pose the the pose the Jedi pose holding the, the Jedi yeah. Jedi form two um <laughs> standing there and uh looking just sick and in, intent at your eyes at your gaze uh and then you've got right to his left ventress just staring down looking at her yellow blade just contemplating and i highly recommend that book uh debbie pointed out a while ago yeah it's a great book it is it's so good uh dark disciple check it out alternate cover art all right, I'm not going to hit end stream like I almost did last. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah I got to yeah. find how to get back live. I'm not good at this. <laughs> you got a uh, on your on your left hand side. It'll there. You go. I feel sorry. Awesome I feel like Chris Pratt. Okay. All right. So, wow, this has been a great episode. Uh, real quick, it seemed, but we've been on 45 minutes. Um. So, recap, we talked a lot about Cat and a little about Darth Zane, a.k.a. David. Uh, Zane has been the ultra contributor for the show today. He wins the award. Uh, he wins the award. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we talked about the news of surrounding Acolyte. Uh, real stoked about that. Maybe some Terrace Kasi stuff. I'm excited if that creeps in there. Um and then we've got, uh, of course, Ventress we talked about for a long time. Um, with that being said, I, I'm starting to feel like, man, we could do like a month on some of these characters with lore. And I, I think as we push out and we'll make sure you all that watch are engaged and know what we're doing, get some suggestions from you all on what you want to dive a little deeper into. Um, with that being said, next week... We have two options. Um, option number one, are we going to continue down the path of Sith 
witches because I kind of promised some of that last time, but Bitch was just too big of a character to really touch on the city stuff. That's what I'd like to do. If you guys want to, let me know. If you don't, I'll grab another Sith Lord. Any parting shots? What are we working on? I know, Zane, you've got a show in Wimberley mm-hmm. this weekend. At the Lions Club Market Days? At the Lions Club Market Days. Market Days in Wimberley, Texas. Go check him out. His band's pretty cool. Bo Moore and the Back 40. Yeah, that's cool. All right. And we've got uh, Darth Zane, who has MCU Mondays. Also has Thursdays, uh, Geek Go- No, ge- Cantina Happy Hour. Cantina Happy Hour. The light side of Star Wars. The light, the light side of Star Wars. I, it's, I love being on there. It's fun. Yeah. It's always, there's always rabbits. We're always chasing rabbits. And then Kat, who just is everywhere all the time. She's on. We're normally, though, on G- Geek on Gauntlet. Geek yeah. Gauntlet. Yep. Saturday night, it's Geek Gauntlet. Saturday night. Um, so we have represented four shows here. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Wait, can we spread the wealth around some other people? No, I'm just <laughs> I asked I asked Dave Gramillion about a raise, and he said, I'll give you 25% more than what you're making right now. Whoa! That's insane. You know, someday he's going to have to use the words. Because I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> He said, "Sit, go do your old... things and promote." Like, <laughs> it's a lot of fun over in the old writers' chats. Um, I will uh, sign off here shortly, but man, thank you all so much. Uh, check out Geek News Now official on YouTube, which is where you're at right now. Unless you're listening on a podcast, you'll see the Sith Dominion. You'll see Cantina Happy Hour. You'll see. Uh, wait, we still got Cam in focus. Are we still doing Cam? Yes, he does. He does them. His show is just uh, once a month, and it's it's not really a. He does a recording, just once sure, a month. Sure, sure. Uh, and he does those minute things too, every now and then too. Second reviews. Yep. Yeah, those are fun too. So check out check all that stuff out. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff. And we Geek News Now official. It's our our new page, uh, our new landing page for YouTube. Geeknewsnow.net. Gosh, is there anything else? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mash, yes. mash the like and subscribe button, get notifications. Yes. That way you know when we are go live. Yeah. yeah because so we made that switch. There, I'm sorry, go ahead. All the Darksiders out there that want more Sith content that the, the, the Darth Mouse probably won't give us, you know, hey, tell YouTube that you want to hear more about that and you want to talk more about the dark side. They'll give you that content as long as you make sure you like and subscribe. Amen. Thank you. All right. Zane, Darth Zane, Cat. I'm Dr. Dana Martin. Oh, yeah. How are we signing off? We need to come up with something better than whatever I did in that first episode. (laughs) That was terrible. If you don't, I'm not going to repeat it. You guys got to see it. But I will stick with pieces of lie. There is only passion, kids. Always remember that. We'll see you guys next week. Maybe if I can hit the thing on the post, I might be able where is the video for the okay. we're like we're just gonna sit here and keep streaming for like the next week and then we're like you can watch it <laughs> all right take it easy folks